Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of A Time Such As This. I am your host, Taylor. Um, <laughs> you should know this by now, but anyways, um, I just wanted to kind of hop in to John chapter 10 today <clears throat> and kind of get it going. Um, I have been learning a lot. God has been teaching me a lot of things and revealing some issues in my heart um, and speaking to me. But one of the most comforting things about that is knowing that I'm hearing God's voice. And that is just so incredible to know that he cares enough about us to speak to us, cares enough about us to call us out in our sin and to guide us and to make us more like him. Um, it's, It's a demonstration of his love for us that is just so incredible and um if you really allow yourself to kind of sit in that and for to like kind of marinate inside of you like it it blows you away um just to know that the creator of the universe did what he did and does what he does for us um it's amazing um so I'm just gonna pray and then we're gonna get into it um dear heavenly father I thank you so much lord for everything that you've done God, I praise you for your justice, your hu- humility, your your beauty, your majesty, Lord, all of these things um, that you have so righteously displayed to us. God, I praise you for that. I just ask, Lord Jesus, that you would wipe our slates clean this morning, Lord, that you would give us a fresh start, Lord, that you'd create in us clean hearts and renew steadfast spirits within us. I just thank you so much for the work that you did on the cross, Jesus, and uh, for protecting us and for giving us hope for the future, Lord, and for giving us power to live righteously now um, and today and in tomorrow, Lord, and for the rest of our lives. God, help us to trust you. Help us to glorify you in everything that we say and do, Lord, and help the motivations of our heart to be honoring and pleasing to you. God, I pray that you just open our eyes and our ears to see and hear what you have for us this morning. Um, or whatever time of day it is that anyone is listening, God. Um, and I just pray that your word would just be made known to us clearly, God, that you would help us to apply your word to our lives, God, that we would become um, sensitive and tuned in to your voice, Lord, that we would know when you were speaking, Lord, and that we would be able to discern the voices that are all speaking to us so loudly, God. Again, I thank you so much for your Holy Spirit. Um, I pray that you would just fill us up with your Holy Spirit, God, that he would teach us of these truths, God, that that you have for us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so um, some of you kind of know the process of of how I read. I kind of just, you know, pray before I read and ask the Lord where he wants me to go and And then I immediately have a verse or a chapter or a book or something that comes to mind. And so the other day I I did that and John chapter 10 came up and I read through 11. But John chapter 10 really just kind of hit different, I guess you could say, that day. Um, I've been going through these different little situations, if you could call them those. Um, and God has just been so graciously and faithfully speaking in the midst of these situations and, um, then reading John chapter 10 about, you know, spoiler alerts about Jesus, uh, and his sheep knowing his voice and we are his sheep and we are supposed to know his voice. And so 
it was just a cool little confirmation that the Lord gave me that, yes, Taylor, like you did hear me. Yes, you are hearing my voice. Hold on to that. Keep seeking the Lord. Keep following your shepherd because um, he will continue to guide you. Um, and verse 3 in chapter 10 is one of the first ones that I underlined. It, The second sentence in that says, He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Verse 4, when he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. Jesus knows us by name and he calls us. He calls us to follow him. He then goes in front of us and leads us. Um, He goes before us in the midst of all of our struggles and in the midst of our life. He is there for us. And um, it's so comforting to know that. Um, he is the good shepherd. He has good plans for us. He's there to protect us, to help us, to get us out of the holes that we fall into ourselves, um, to teach us, to train us, um, to not fall into those holes again, to keep us from danger. There's a lot of things that shepherds do for their sheep that Jesus does for us. And it's a beautiful picture that the Bible paints of this relationship, um, but he really emphasizes this um, relationship of knowing his voice. Um, we have to be able to know the voice of God and and the leading of Jesus if we expect to be able to live a life that is honoring and pleasing to God, but also a life that is fruitful, that is full of joy. Um, and that makes sense. Um, because when you're lost, it you don't know where you're going, you feel a little bit panicked, things start getting worse and worse, and then you start freaking out, and it just snowballs into this entire way of life where you just don't know what's going on, you kind of trying to figure it out yourself, Um, but that's not the best way. If we try to figure this life out for ourselves, we are constantly going to be lost, and even in the midst of our self-proclaimed confidence, we're deceiving ourselves. Um, It's like when James says that if we're going to be only hearers of the word and not doers of the word, we're deceiving ourselves. We need to hear the Lord's voice and do what he says. But I always tell people, how are you supposed to do what God says when you don't even know what he wants you to do? And that's why it's so important to read the word, read the Bible, spend time in prayer, um, and surround yourself with Holy Spirit-filled people because Romans 12 talks about um, renewing your mind and not being conformed to the pattern of the world, but allowing God's word to transform you. Um, and that only happens by being in his word and reading it. Um, and by spending time in prayer, asking for the Holy Spirit to change your life and to be a part of that that um, sanctification process, that making us more like Jesus process. Um, it's so important. And then in verse 5, I want to transition back to the word here for a second um it says but they will never follow a stranger in fact they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice and that is also so 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 important when we know god's word when we know his voice when we spend time with him in prayer we're going to be able to discern between our own voices the enemy's voices the world's voices and jesus's voice and Jesus confidently says here, because he everything he has ever said has had a purpose. He doesn't just say things just to say things. 
He said, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. And immediately what comes to mind there is the verse that says, um, you know, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And and it says to flee uh, from sin in other parts of the Bible or flee from, I think the verse says sexual immorality, but flee from sin. And that's what it says here. They will never follow a stranger. In fact, fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Um, it's kind of like a dog or a kid when you are their parent um, and some weird stranger is trying to come up to them or do something to them, they will come back to this place of safety and comfort in their parent. Um, I know Bo does that. He, my dog Bo, um, whenever like someone sketchy's coming, he'll like back up towards me a little bit. He'll like sit next to me. He'll bark at them or growl at them or he'll, he, they'll tell him to come and he won't do it. Um, so I guess we need to be like Bo <laughs> to Jesus. And whenever we hear a stranger's voice telling us to do something or think something or feel something that isn't aligned with God's word, uh, we run from it. And even on a more like a uh, battlefield type situation, when we have thoughts in our own mind, um, when we are tempted, as the Bible says, by our own sinful desires, we also need to run from those things and turn back to our shepherd and say, Lord, no, I'm choosing you and your word instead of these temptations and thoughts that I'm having. And we need to focus on, as Philippians uh, 4.8 says, what is true. Um, all right, so we're just going to continue. And um, the next part I want to talk about um, is, oh, where did it go? Perfect. Verse 14. There's a couple times that Jesus repeats himself. Um, he, he calls himself the good shepherd a couple times, verse 11 and verse 14. But in verse 14, he says, I'm the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as the father knows me. And I know the father. I laid my down, my life down for the sheep. Then verse 16 is super duper cool because, um, anybody who's not a Jew, um, is a Gentile. And so your girl's a Gentile. And so I just love how even in the old Testament, the Bible just alludes to and talks about how the ultimate plan of salvation was for all people. Um, obviously, it was for given to through the Jews. The Jews were entrusted God's word. He was their chosen people. He was their kind of um, vessel for maintaining his word um, and, and passing it down amongst these generations. And But here Jesus says, I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. It's just so cool because um, here he's, the context of this conversation that he's having is with Pharisees and Pharisees are Jewish religious leaders. And um, he's telling them, I have other sheep that are not of this pen. I have other, other children of mine that aren't Jews, that aren't part of this pen and they too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd and it reminds me just of other parts of the bible where it talks about gentiles being grafted in being adopted as sons and daughters into the family of god 
through Jesus, through his laying down of his life. Um, and oh my gosh, it's just, it's just so cool because to be on that side of things um, and to kind of look at this cultural context and look inside um, from the outside, it's just, it's so cool to see that you were, that we are part of the Lord's uh, heart, that we all were. Um, and then Jesus just, it gets me so hyped up because of his power, because verse uh, 17 through 18 says, the reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father, like this Jesus that loves us so much, that is our good shepherd, that lays his life down for us, that cares for us, that brings us into his sheep pen, adopts us as his sons and daughters, has the power to lay his life down and to take it back up. There is nothing more powerful than Jesus Christ. There is no one more powerful than Jesus Christ. He is it. And it is so cool to know that that this guy who is so powerful is so gentle with us is um so caring for us and although it's painful sometimes but he disciplines us and he trains us and teaches us teaches us to not get stuck in these ruts um i really encourage you guys to kind of do some um, research on just what shepherding was like back in the day and kind of think about that in light of what you know about Jesus and what the Bible says about him and how much he loves us and how he cares for us. And it's wild, just the parallels. And it's just, it's so cool. Um, then it, they continue and, um, the Pharisees kind of respond and, and accuse Jesus of, um, being demon possessed. And Jesus kind of, responds later on because they ended up going to this festival jews have a lot of festivals and again he he tells them i I did tell you um but you did not believe the works i do in my father's name testify about me Uh, the works i do in my father's name testify about me sorry i just read that but you do not believe because you are not my sheep my sheep listen to my voice and i know them and they follow me i give them eternal life and they shall never perish no one will snatch them out of my hand and that was really encouraging to me because, um, especially the part that says, but you do not believe because uh, you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice and I know them and they follow me. Um, there's a lot of questioning sometimes that happens uh, over the course of your walk as a Christian of, am I actually saved? Do I actually know Jesus? Does Jesus know me? Um and one of the ways that you can kind of gauge that is listening to what Jesus said. He said, the works I do in my father's name testify about me, but you do not believe because you are my sheep. First and foremost, do you believe that Jesus is who he says he is? Do you believe that he's the son of God, he's the Messiah, and that it is by him alone that you can go to heaven? It is by him alone that you can have a relationship with the father. And do you believe that he died and rose again on his own authority. Do you believe that truly? And the next thing it says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. So there's three things there. My sheep listen to my voice. Do you listen to the voice of the Lord? Are you seeking his, his voice? Um, are you 
seeing and hearing what the word is saying and doing as the verse that I referenced in James earlier, are you being a hearer and a doer of the word and not just a hearer? Um, does Jesus know you and you will know, um, you know, the sanctification process and this, um, this desire that you will start to have for the things of God and not the things of the world anymore. And this, disgust and disdain that you will have for sin is just the proof of of the knowing by Jesus um and then the last part says they follow me do you follow Jesus are you making an effort to follow him every day are you making an effort to follow him every minute um it's easier said than done and and um we fall short uh, for all have fallen short of the glory of God um but do you recognize that and when you do fall, or if you fall, I should say, um, are you running to Jesus? Are you running to him and, and repenting and, and asking for forgiveness? Um, are you choosing Jesus over your sin? And again, it's easier said than done, but Titus 2, 12, 11 through 12 talks about this. And it just it just talks about how the grace of God has been revealed to all people and it is our salvation and that it, it, it empowers us to live upright and godly lives in this present age. So through the grace of God, this grace that is actually the power of God that indwells inside of us through the, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, we can say no to temptation and no to sin. We can live godly lives. Are we trying to base our lives on that foundation, on the foundation of God's truth and his word? Those are questions that um, we should ask ourselves every day that I am, you know, becoming more um, habitual about asking myself, Taylor, like, what are you relying on today? Are you relying on your own strength or are you relying on Jesus and the Holy Spirit? And, you know, there's been some situations recently um, in the past, like, week and a half, two weeks where I have been relying on my own strength. And it had it didn't turn out well. I can tell you that <laughs> did not turn out well. Um, but the Lord was there to teach me and to be like, okay, well, you saw that the debt, that didn't work out well. So what are you going to do about it? And so I went to the Lord and I, I asked for forgiveness and I'm, I, I want him to sanctify and purify me. And I want him to kind of take away those desires of leaning on my own understanding. And it's wild because literally Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 has been my life verse for a really long time, but it's been showing up everywhere lately. Um, and it just says, um, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And I need to stop leaning on my own understanding because clearly my own understanding is not a very good one. <laughs> God knows all and sees all and he has the bird's eye view of our lives and he knows every scenario and every possible choice that we could make and how that would end up for ourselves. And and we just have to trust that what he tells us in his word is the right and perfect way. And it, it really is. If you look at the choices that we make that aren't in alignment with God's word and we can kind of see how they affect us and it's not the best, even if it's not like some monumental huge change in our lives, all these little things end up adding up and it really does affect you. Um, I was talking with my my counselor yesterday, maybe? Yeah, yesterday, about how our minds and our hearts are this battleground and how it really is a, 
a war in a battle and we're fighting for um for territory and so the more dark and the more things that are anti-jesus um worldly things the more worldly things we allow into our minds and into our hearts the more impurities that we allow in we are handing ground and territory over to the enemy but the more that we starve those things choke out the darkness bring in light surround ourselves fill our minds with god's word um be in a constant place of gratitude to the lord be in a constant state of worship um surrounding ourselves with godly people spending time at a holy spirit filled church bible believing holy spirit filled church um we start to get rid of the darkness that's in our our lives and in our minds and we start to win these huge battles and gain gain this territory and gain this ground for the lord and for um the sanct- our sanctification it's for our good and for his glory um we are being sanctified and made like jesus we are being filled with this joy we are being set free from sin and he is being glorified and then we get to go tell other people about it and it's just this beautiful beautiful thing but it all starts with getting to know Jesus and being in a relationship with him. I know I've said this before on previous podcasts, but it's like it's like being in a relationship or being married to someone that you never talk to. How is that going to work? It's not going to work well. You're not going to know each other. Um you're not going to have fun or joy with each other cuz you you're you're with a stranger. And that's kind of how it is with Jesus and we have to understand that we have to spend time with him. And yes, he's all-knowing, but he wants us to share those things with him. He wants us to share his life. Um, he wants us to put him as our number one. Um, he chose us, and he wants us to choose him too. Um, and and he wants us to be able to know his voice and to be able to discern, you know, is this the enemy just trying to tempt me and trick me? Because he will do that. Is this just my own... Um, sinful desires that are tempting me yeah they do that sometimes or is this Jesus and obviously there's going to be some obvious things of like oh well I'm feeling like I want to steal $500 well duh Jesus isn't going to tell you to steal $500 Um, so that's probably either your own selfish desire of greed or the enemy telling you to do something stupid so there's obvious stuff like that but for the more non-obvious things um Jesus, you have to know his voice and you have to be able to discern those things. And that comes with spending time with him and knowing his word and being in there and with him. Um, The last thing I want to point out is just, um, where is it? Uh, 37 through 38. Do not believe me unless I do the works of my father. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, Believe the works that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I in the Father. I know that, you know, sometimes we get caught up in like, oh, what has Jesus done or um, like in our lives or what can he do for me or what can he do for this person? But it all starts with that foundation of the question I asked a bit ago is what do you believe about Jesus simply? Do you believe that he is who he says that he is? Do you believe that he's the son of God? Do you believe that he died? Do you believe that he rose again? Why do you believe that he did those things? That's foundational. And yes, he does do all of these amazing things. But those things are just to show 
that Jesus is God's son. Um, he is who he says that he is. And those works were um, proofs of those things for the people of the time, but also just things for us to be able to look back on and see his faithfulness and see his goodness and see his power. Um, and there's, oh, there's a part in John chapter 11 too. Oh, there it is. Verse 41. Jesus kind of emphasizes this too. Um, it's right after Jesus said to take away the stone from the tomb of Lazarus. And Martha was like, uh, but this time there's a bad odor. Are you sure? <laughs> like you want to do this? And Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe you will see the glory of God in verse 41, it says, so they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, father, I thank you that you have heard me. 42 says, I know that you always hear me, but I say this for the benefit of the people standing here. that They may believe that you have sent me. So we get to look back at all these miracles and the works that Jesus did, um, and say, yes, like he did do those things. He has done miracles in my life too. I've seen him do miracles in other people's lives. And I know that God sent him. I know that he is the son of God. Um, and that we can experience this incredible, intimate, special relationship with our father in heaven and experience just incredible, indescribable joy because of what he's done. Um, and we get to then glorify him and help advance the kingdom on this earth. So that was John chapter 10 and a little bit of 11. Um, but I just want to encourage you guys to spend time with the Lord and and get to know his voice. Um, the enemy will become a lot quieter and the Lord will become a lot louder. Um, he, It might still sound like a still, small voice, but you'll be able to know who that voice is coming from and and whose it is and it will be so encouraging um for you but I I I want you guys to know the Lord I I want you to really just have this thriving relationship with him because it's absolutely incredible the way that he reveals himself to us um and just pray that Lord reveal yourself to me in a way that I've never experienced before and ask him to open up your eyes and your ears to see what he's doing in your life and to hear what he's trying to tell you um one verse I always pray over myself is Psalm 51 10 and it just says creating me a clean heart O God and renew a steadfast spirit within me um and I think it's helpful to do that and to pray and ask the Lord uh to help us be faithful to him today and in this moment and that was a prayer that um one of the young adults pastors that I used to sit under um would say, Lord, help me to be faithful to you today and in this moment. So I just pray that for you guys. Um, I pray that this encouraged you, share it with someone who needs to hear it. And I just uh, keep praying for this podcast that the Lord would use it. Thank you. See you later.